You are now tuned in to the December 26er podcast, where we encourage you to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. everybody. Welcome to episode 14 of the December 26th podcast. I'm your host, Delisha. This episode is a continuation of episode 13. So if you haven't checked that one out, go ahead and go back to it and listen to that one first and then come on back. If you did catch episode 13, you are ahead of the game. Hopefully you took the steps that I spoke about in that episode and have started to create your target list of people that you want to reach out to and are prepared to have fruitful coffee and lunch meetups to discuss connections that may help your career or your business. Now, last week I mentioned that this topic is heavy on the practicality as opposed to inspiration. And interestingly, I heard a quote this week from T.D. Jakes that said, you can't just inspire you have to inform. And that's all I'm aiming to do here. I love inspiration as much as the next man, and you'll get plenty of it on this podcast as well. But tactical steps are equally, if not more important for achieving real results. And I want you to make progress. So just to recap what we discussed in the last episode, if you want to maximize your meetup, you want to make sure that when making initial contact, you state the exact purpose for the meetup, You also want to take care of the logistics so that it's easier for the other person by way of offering up three date and time options, picking a location that's convenient for them, making sure you hammer out the details ahead of time for what's going to happen when they arrive. When you finally meet up with them, make sure you're leading in strong and mirroring their temperament in the conversation. Okay, once you've set the proper foundation, you want to get into the meat and potatoes. Inquire. You want to ask targeted questions. Now, remember, it is a balancing act and you want to follow the flow of conversation and in a sense, follow their lead. But you also want to get what you came there to get. So have your questions ready. I'm not saying pull out a portfolio or a piece of paper. Commit them to memory. That's number one. But make sure you are asking smart questions. Hopefully you have already primed them when you stated a very specific purpose for the meetup in your initial contact. But you want to make sure that you show through your inquiries that you have done your research. Now, I try to hit questions in three specific areas. The first one is probably obvious. Ask a question that is specific to their experience. So don't go in and say something like, how did you get where I'm trying to go? That is super broad, super vague. I have people ask me all the time, how did you become a lawyer? And I can guarantee you when I get that question, again, like I said in the previous episode, unless you are 16 or 17, immediately I am going into autopilot and I'm going to give you whatever canned answer I've had for I don't know how long and I've given to I don't know how many other people. But if you really know my resume and you ask a question like, so how did you go from litigation to transactional work? I know in the legal field, most people stay in one area, but you made a switch. How did you do that? And what made you make that decision? Now things are going to get interesting because I feel like you want to know about me specifically and you've asked a question that is customized to my experience. Now that opens up the door for me to talk about my personal story more and not just the basic information that you can get from anybody. So that's one category of questions. Next, you want to ask something that is specific to the industry. Now, remember, this is stuff that you've already researched. So hopefully out of the research that you've done, you've already got some smart questions and this isn't really any extra work. Okay, so think of something that is really forward thinking as it relates to the industry that your coffee or lunch companion is in. So example, let's say you are meeting up with a hedge fund guy or some kind of investor or financial analyst. You can say something like, hey, I just read this article on cryptocurrency. 
And I noticed that initial coin offerings as a way to raise funds and bypass regulation for new ventures is becoming more and more popular. What do you think about that? Do you think the SEC is going to step in at some point and crack down on this practice? So how does a question like that serve you and impress the person that you're with? First, it shows that you have your ear to the ground and you have at least some modicum of an understanding of what's happening in a relevant industry and where that industry might be headed. It also may give an indication that you are in it for the long haul. You're looking to see where it is going because you hope to be a part of whatever developments or expansion is actually happening in that field. Lastly, it also opens the door for you to maybe educate them because you might get a response that says, "Hmm, I didn't see that article. Tell me a little bit more about that. So you may not be necessarily the expert, but you may know enough just to give them a little bit bit of information that they did not have before your meeting. So it shows that you're not just someone who's there to learn, but you're also someone who can bring them up to speed as well. Okay, last category of questions. This is my favorite one, actually. Obscure facts about the person. I think everybody gets the same questions 99% of the time. But if you can find out a little known piece of information about someone, you'll see the look of surprise on their face. And oftentimes they are really excited to talk about something different. It may take a little bit of digging, but unless they are someone who goes to great lengths to minimize their digital footprint, you will find something. Search their name on Google Images. Search their name in the news category on Google. Get off of LinkedIn. That's not going to work unless you're in the article section. But go into the annals of the Internet until you find that minor article or that minor photo uh, that shows them, that gives you some indication of what they're into outside of their profession. Then at the appropriate time, drop it on them. I am not saying that you should sound like a stalker, not that, but most people like to talk about their hobbies or causes they are passionate about. So you can just lead in at the right moment with something like, and in my research, I noticed that you ran the Boston Marathon four years ago. Were you always a runner? Because I can't seem to get started and I'm wondering if that's something that just comes naturally or you can turn yourself into a marathoner. Or I noticed that you co-chaired X, Y, and Z Foundation's fundraising gala last year. That org is only three years old. How did you get 32 sponsors to support such a young cause? Do you see what I'm getting at here? You're giving them something to talk about outside of maybe the first thing or the most well-known thing on their LinkedIn profile. And most people will jump at the opportunity to talk about something that excites them outside of work and career. Okay, so those are the three categories of questions that you can have prepared to ask them. But also to maximize your meetup, you want to be able or prepared to answer questions about you. Pro tip time. Do not be caught off guard if they cut to the chase and just ask you flat out, what is it that you want from them? Now, if you've done everything right, they may not even have a chance to ask that question because you've already set the appropriate foundation. But if they do, I know it can come across as rude or abrupt, But the reality of it is all of us are short on time and you're not the first person who's asked them for a coffee meeting or a lunch meeting and they know what's coming. So some people don't want to waste precious minutes. They want to go ahead and get to the nitty gritty of why you are there. So make sure if you didn't have a chance to set the appropriate stage for that, make sure you are prepared with an answer and you can tell them straight up. This is the reason why I set this meeting up. Also, be prepared to answer standard interview questions about your experience, because just like you look them up, they may have looked you up or they may know nothing about you. But often people in positions of power or people who know other people in positions of power 
are always keeping an eye out for new talent. And you never know when someone is screening you for a potential job opportunity or for a potential investment opportunity. And you want to be able to seize that moment if and when it comes. Know your resume and know your business like the back of your hand and be prepared with the summary that you can recite at the drop of a dime. Also, they may ask you after the fact to send them your resume. So before you even go into that meeting, make sure your resume is up to date. I know most of us don't keep it updated on a regular basis, but you want to make sure it's ready because you never know when a simple meetup can turn into a legitimate opportunity. And you don't want to be scrambling after the fact, trying to add all that stuff you just talked about into your resume. Okay, another question that you want to be prepared for. What is it that you want to do? Now, you may not have the answer. You might be setting these meetings up because you're trying to figure that out. But it is not acceptable to say, I don't know. If you do know exactly what it is that you want to do, awesome. Go ahead and rattle that off. But if you don't, there is a way to approach this question without sounding completely directionless and like you're looking for someone else to tell you what you should be doing. So even if you really don't know, there are three bullet points that you should hit in your answer. Number one, your talents and skills. Number two, your interests. And number three, the reasons why you are unsure. Here's how it works in reality. Someone says, tell me, what is it that you really want to do? You can keep your response a little lighthearted. You can start by saying, you know, I'm asking myself the very same question and I don't yet have a complete answer, but here's what I do know. I am skilled and experienced in X. I have these certifications and I have an interest in Y. But I'm not yet sure what positions could serve as an entry point for someone at my level. Or I'm still researching long-term growth opportunities in this specific field. Now, you see how that's a much better setup to continue the conversation than I have no idea or I don't know. Because I will tell you, if you don't know, nine out of 10 people are not going to help you figure it out or try to help you fill in the blanks. But if you give them something to work with and you give some indication that you're actively seeking information to help you make a solid decision, you've now opened the door to continue the conversation in a way where they can help offer some insight or something that'll push you a little bit farther on the journey. Okay, next way to maximize the meetup. Offer them a favor when you can. Now, I know you're coming into this because they have something that you want or need by way of information or connections or what have you, but we all bring value to the table in some way or another. So keep your eyes and ears open. And if an opportunity presents itself for you to do them a solid, jump on it. One time I was in a business meeting with a colleague and two women whom I barely knew. They were her connections, but they were very accomplished women and offering up all types of advice and contacts for us. But in the conversation, in the midst of small talk, one of the women mentioned that her father had recently passed away and he had all of these really expensive designer suits and she didn't know what to do with them because she didn't want to just drop them in a goodwill bin given the quality but she was a bit overwhelmed and wasn't quite sure how to properly make use of them. Well, it just so happened that I had recently read an article about startups in the consignment space. So I was telling her about all these new companies that arrange for pickup or mailing of all your clothes. They put them online, they sell them and give you the proceeds after they take a small commission. She had never heard of this business model. 
So I said, don't worry, I'll send you some additional information later. And when I got home, I put together an email with a quick step-by-step guide of how to get it done and also identified the consignment company that was my top choice and why. And I got a response from her with the utmost gratitude. And I'm thinking this is just pretty basic information, but to her, it solved a problem and a problem that she was really overwhelmed by because she was probably still grieving as well. And in that moment, I went from just this random chick that was in a lunch meeting meeting with her to a person that helped her figure out how to clear her dad's closets. Now, I just wanted to help. I wasn't looking for anything in return. And I'm not telling you to extend favors just to get something from the person. What I'm trying to demonstrate is no matter how far along someone is in life, there is always a need. And there likely is a way in which you can contribute to them or enrich their lives. And if that moment presents itself, go ahead and do what you can to help them. It just makes the relationship more reciprocal. Even if you feel like what you're offering pales in comparison to what they're giving you, doesn't matter. All that matters is the reciprocity aspect. Okay, the next way to maximize, be specific in your clothes. This is not necessarily a sales pitch, but you do want to close them and you want to say explicitly what it is that you want from them moving forward. So hopefully you've got some good information. You want to keep the conversation going or you want to build on the relationship. Make sure you make that clear. Don't just say something like, I'd love to keep in touch because they're going to say, oh, yeah, great. And then you might have the most difficult time nailing them down over email or by phone. So you want to make sure it's something very specific. If you don't have anything in mind, a great fallback is, you know what, I'm going to take the information that we've discussed here and I'm going to use it to look for new business opportunities or new job opportunities. The minute I've landed my next pitch or my next interview, would you mind spending a few minutes prepping with me before I go in for that appointment? Or let's say they've already said, I have a few people that I want to connect you with. You want to set a game plan for follow-up right then and there. It's perfectly fine to ask them directly, okay, what's the best way to go about this? Should I reach out to you in a couple of days and get their contact info and email them directly, just letting them know that you suggested that we connect? Or are you going to reach out to the both of us? Hopefully they give you an adequate response. But even if they don't, do not be afraid to send a note a week later that says, hey, still looking forward to connecting with those people that you mentioned. Hope to hear from you soon. And hopefully that's enough to jog their memory and get them in gear. Okay, here's another way to maximize your meetups that may not be very obvious. Know when to end the conversation, even if it's going well. You gotta know when to stop talking or when to get them to stop talking. And this is probably even more important when the conversation is going extremely well. This is because you don't want them to be so into it that they let time get away from them. And before you know it, they've got to up and run before you've had time to properly close them or work out your follow-ups. Now, they may tell you in advance that they have a hard stop at a certain time, but whether they do or don't, you've got to be the keeper of time. Always wear a watch and have a clock within your line of sight. Now, don't be obvious about it. Wait for a moment where they break eye contact with you to check the time, but just make sure you're on top of it. If somebody hasn't given me a hard out in advance, I have a specific rule of thumb for keeping time for both coffee dates and lunch dates. For coffee, it's 30 minutes and for lunch, it's 60 minutes. And when we're within five to 10 minutes of this deadline, self-imposed, I try to work some kind of statement into the conversation that makes them aware of what time it is. 
So say they've asked me a question or it's my turn to respond. I'll say something like, wait, before I answer that, are you good on time? I don't want to keep you here longer than you intended to be. And that'll prompt them to check their phone or their watch and let you know whether they have to get going. It's just a safeguard against that meetup ending abruptly before you've really gotten what you intended to get out of it. Sometimes an abrupt end is inevitable, but whatever you can do to protect against that will be beneficial. And also it just shows that you're respectful of their time. And last but not least, if you want to maximize a meetup and ultimately maximize a relationship, please remember to follow up exactly when or before you said you would. This probably speaks for itself, but a lot of people drop the ball on this one. Be a keeper of your word. That's part of what a 26er is all about. If you said you were going to do it, just make sure you do. So that just about does it. Those are the steps to maximizing coffee and lunch meetups. And if you follow them, you'll go from being the person who's just hoping to be found on the Internet to the person who knows someone who knows someone. You'll be the one, I guarantee it, who's top of mind when an opportunity presents itself and people are looking for someone to pass it along to. So make it happen. Cast a wide net, talk to a few different people, and over time you will see results. And if you want a guinea pig, if you want someone to practice on, go ahead and set up a meeting or a call with me. I can be reached at info at December, the number two, the number six, ER.com. That's info at December26er.com. Send a message, then go ahead and rate, review, share, and subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so. And remember to be extraordinary on an ordinary day. Take care. Thank you for listening to the December 26th podcast. I am your host, Delicia. This episode was produced by Demarcus Adisa, and music was provided by Thovo. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at December 26th. That's December 26th.